The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Hey, the new year is just around the corner and we wish you and your pet's health, prosperity and blessings for this new year. But it's time to look back at 2023. This is our year in review programming and we're going to have some special friends, our advisory council members and others join us to take a look back on news stories happening and issues for pets and their people and 2023. Dr. Fleck, who's joining us today? Well, Dr. Marty Goldstein, considered the miracle worker of veterinarians who has saved countless dog lives and certified feline behaviorist, Beth Edelman, who has given great advice about how to care for cats throughout the year. And and joining us is author and consultant Mark Cushing. He is the founding partner and CEO of the Animal Policy Institute. He has the unique job of advancing causes related to pets. Mark, it's been a while since you've been here. Most importantly, we have missed your smarts, insightful perspective, and delightful personality. So welcome back to the Pet Buzz. Great to be here. Happy holidays. Uh, each morning I wake up and see if the phone call from Pet Buzz is ringing and and. Uh, the day comes, that's just, that's a, that's a little present. So good to see you both. Great. Well, you know, this year, 2023, American pet owners have been taken aback, I think, due to the rising cost of pet food and other pet products. While the Fed keeps saying what we've got going now is transitory inflation or inflation that's temporary in nature. We're thinking this inflation theme may be sticking around a bit longer. Mark, talk to us about your impression of the economy moving into 2024 and how it will relate to the pet industry. Well, you know, 2023 was, was a mixed year, but it, but it was a lot of indicators were very positive. So it, it wasn't a bad year, inflation, but it's come down. And I think pet ownership, pet spend goes up. Some of that spending going up is inflationary, I, I concede. But you've got the, the core base, millennials and Gen Z, 50% of pets, 70% of both of those groups have multi-pet households, which is a huge spike in a long-term great sign. So honestly, I think 2024 is going to be uh, quite a good year. Comments, Dr. Fleck? Well, I'm on the firing line every day and I watch the trends that seem to be happening. And I'm I'm sensing that there's a lot more strain in the financial budgets for for people spending on their pets. It's not disposable income anymore, I think, for people. It's part of their every responsible use of, of monies. They incorporate that with their electric bill, with their um, food, with their insurance bills, but still spending, as you say, Mark. I'm just not sure what that means, because if I look at the income from the day, I see an awful lot of, of credit card payments rather than uh, debit cards or debit cash card payments or checks. And I, I just wonder how long that goes on. And so I, I question what's going on with the economy. Well, I mean, those are fair points, but I see enough indicators and I don't see, uh, you know, shelters have a slight tick, not a dramatic uptick in returns. Um, I think that we're, we're projected this year to get up to 172 billion in pet spend. In 2019, it was 75 billion. Uh, pets, as you know, aren't accessories anymore. That's why I wrote my book, you know, that they're essential. And I think people 
um, are going to spend on their pets. Um, but I, I would say, is there a group of pet owners that are probably finding lower cost pet food? Sure. There's some evidence of that in the data. I, I expect that. But I think the overall spend is healthy. And I think the key to me, there's really one, one key issue, the words access. Access to what people want for their pets. And that's primarily access to health care. Question, Dr. Fleck. Well, you know, in a year marked uh, by the ending of the pandemic and a volatile economic pictures we're talking about, some social unrest and even natural disasters, the pet industry's biggest retail chains seem to continue to thrive by leveraging their unique strengths while developing some new channels to reach customers. What will happen with independent pet stores who over the years have made or contributed to the success of products, especially pet foods? Well, you know, I I work with big retail and big online retail, okay? You know, brick and mortar and both. And, you know, re, brick and mortar is not going away. Um, uh, I do a lot of work with PetSmart. Great year, you know, 1,800 stores. And I and people are still, you know, six product from PetSmart. I just happen to know that figure. Um, that, that's, a, that's a big number. And so I don't think online... You know, the alternative channels are going to go away and they're not going to slow down. But I think uh, it's, you know, we're, we're doing something that fashion's doing. I don't know whether Charlotte, you see this. Uh, one of my daughters is in the fashion industry. And guess what's come back? Fashion stores, people shopping, going out, you know, not, not being, not being entirely dependent under, as they were under COVID for, you know, home delivery of everything. So I think that's balancing out. I don't want to sound like Pollyanna here that there's no problems out there, but I, I don't fear that the brick and mortar um, is is a thing of the past at all. Well, Mark, what other trends do we have to look forward to in 2024? What are the trends? I think that um, I'm hoping, I'll just say this, I'm hoping that there is going to be, and I'm going to be involved in it, so you know, blame me in a year if we don't make progress. The number one reason people don't own pets or turn their return their pets to a shelter is housing housing for people that allow you to have a pet. It's surprising to me in the end of 2023 with the experience we have with the human animal bond and we're at a 70% of households having pets that there's still so many apartment owners that believe that pets cause you to lose money and it's a bad investment. Don't let pets into your complex. Um, studies were done to show that you, you know who causes the most problem for apartment owners and damages? This, this won't surprise you, college students. Sure. <laughs> you, you want to minimize your cost of repairs you can welcome a great Dane, but you know, two undergrads from FSU. I don't know. You know, they 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 can they can. They can no, it's can... funny. I have a friend who's a carpenter, and he just uh, there were college students in uh, in an apartment that he's working on now. He's a neighbor of mine, and he said, uh, "Oh yeah, I had to take that stripper pole out out of the <laughs> living room, and they these kids just trash the whole apartment." So I'm not surprised. Yeah, it, I am it, not surprised. But I think, uh, and and surprisingly subsidized housing, public housing, government housing can be the worst offender. And, and pretty much mo the federal related funding, it's mandated that you let pets in, but not pe not everybody lives by that or knows it. I think you're going to see a big push to address that. And there, within the pet industry, nobody criticizes that idea. You know, every other idea has two or three sides, you know, battling over. But that one's, I think the pet industry knows is a good idea. Um, so I'm somewhat encouraged there. Um, I think the, the theme for the next five to 10 years is going to be convenience. And you both have talked about it in the first 20 minutes of our conversation. 
People want convenience in every aspect of their life, right? Sure, some, of course. For some reason right now, you know, we just, we just, if you ask somebody, how are you doing? The first words that come out of their mouth are, I'm busy. God, I'm busy. I mean, everybody, everybody I talk to is busy. They're busy in every aspect of their life. And I think that has put a premium on convenience. My sense is the pet industry is working sort of hard, is going to start working really hard at delivering convenient pet related services. And the, and the winner is going to be those that are the most convenient. You have to be reliable, of course, and all that. But I think convenience is going to be the watchword to me. And, I, and I'd love to talk with you next year and see if we see concrete examples of things. And I think that'll be insurance. Pet insurance is a good example. I don't know. I mean, convenience is an interesting word. I mean, we are we all are all so busy. I, I think everyone says that. I mean, I think that's what we all say. We're so busy. I remember, you know, my parents working, my mother having four and five kids. I mean, she was busy, but she never said she was busy. Okay. Well, Dr. Fleck? Yeah, Mark, lots to think about, a lot to look forward to. So thank you so much for joining us today. But before you go, can you give us your website? Animalpolicygroup.com is the best way to learn about me. And I'm hiring people. So uh, the pet industry continues to be good to me. And I appreciate that. And I, I'm glad I got a chance to be on your show. And anytime, Charlotte, you, you know, you, you need someone to come in and stir things up, you know my number. <laughs> I do. I do. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, I was glad that you could be part of our, our end of the year review because it's always we like talking about business, Dr. Fleck and I. And we also like lots of different perspectives. And it's one of the reasons we have, you know, various people from all parts of the country participating. And that includes our vet schools and, and business people. So we know that you're on the pulse uh, with your consulting business. And that's why we like you to be here more this year. We've missed you, like I said, and as well as just sharing your your thoughts about what's happening in business. I mean, pet businesses are growing. People are, you know, uh, considering pet franchises. So uh, we expect to see more of you in 2024. You will, and uh, have good holidays. Uh, you too. Well, just to remind you, that was Mark Cushing, author and consultant to many companies in the pet industry. We're looking forward to his next visit and 2024. Right, Dr. Fleck? 2024. I know, always a treat. Well, up next, certified feline behaviorist Beth Edelman is joining us to talk about cats and their impact on pet ownership, as well as their communities in which they live in 2023. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called Nature blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourish skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. 
All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. You'd never knowingly feed your pup mystery meat or spoiled grocery store food. So why are those some of the most common protein sources in kibble today? Yep, the dog food ingredient, meat meal, can be made of spoiled supermarket meat and packing plant scraps. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet similar to what they would eat in the wild. That's why I developed Nature's Blend, a freeze-dried raw food made with premium cuts of meat, omega-3 rich seeds, and superfood veggies and fruit. Daly is 12 years old. He has been on your food for nine bags now. Nature's Blend is pantry safe and has zero artificial preservatives, additives, filler, or meat meal. He's got more energy, able to run around and play when our grandson comes. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I can't thank you enough. He's 12 and I'm enjoying every day with him. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text stop to opt out. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Flackman. Well, this is our year in review special programming. Joining us on this segment is certified feline behaviorist Beth Edelman discussing our feline friends. Just to remind you, she is one of our valued advisory board members. Hello, Beth, and thanks for joining us today and helping us to look back on 2023. You know, I think sometimes you want to look back and appreciate some of the news and happenings and discussions of 2023 and see really how they're changing and how they're moving forward in 2024. Uh, Don't you agree? I do agree. And thanks for having me. Of course, it's always so nice to be here. Well, let's start out by talking about uh, this 2023 study. Uh, We were surprised by this one. You know, many cats share a trait frequently associated with pet dogs. That's the ability to play fetch. Can you talk about what this reveals about cats? Well, this reveals about cats that they like to play and they like to play with us. I have to say there's every once in a while, there's a study that comes out that says something that pet owners already know. Like, oh my God, your pet actually likes to hang out with you. Or, oh my God, your cat actually loves you or something like that. And if you have a cat, you already know these things are true. And then suddenly some scientist comes out with a study and says, wow, look what I just discovered. And everybody who has a cat already knows this. And fetching is one of those things, not every cat brings it back to you, but um, most cats like to chase after things that you throw. Um, the fact that they bring that they bring them back is, is not common with every cat, but a lot of cats do. And all that says is that they, they get it, that you're the one who's throwing it, and they like to uh, bring it back so you'll throw it again. It's, you know, it's, it's sort of simple. You did this thing that I enjoy here, do it again. Let's move on and talk about, um, in 2023, a lot of issues have been brought to the forefront um, internationally about cats as problematic and affecting biodiversity in communities. And you and I have talked about this before. So let's talk about why cats are problematic to biodiversity and how does that play into their future in communities around the world? Let's start by saying that, that a bunch of researchers in Australia did an analysis of 17 studies published in the last 44 years over 11 countries. So they did what's called a meta-analysis. They read a whole bunch of studies and kind of stuck all the information together. And what they found is that reading all these studies and sticking all the information together, more evidence said yes than no. 
But the researchers themselves also made a lot of qualifiers. They started by saying that a number of the studies that they looked at were of very low quality and that the results were questionable. So if they looked at studies of low quality and felt the results were questionable, I'm not sure why they included them in their results. They also said that 15 of the 17 studies, so almost all of them, were the kind of research that doesn't prove cause and effect. It seems that feral cats have become a problem in New York City, as, a, as I said, in Philadelphia as well. Um, can you talk about this problem? How will it affect residents who live in these cities and as well as any other city? I mean, I don't know. Is this part of the destruction of, of cities around the country as more and more people have moved out of cities? What do you think? I mean, the rats and the cats. Yeah. Um, and the, the rats are proliferating proliferating in New York as well. And the reason for that is different than the reason cats are. So feral cats, again, I'm going to say it's cats being dumped during COVID. Um, so a lot of a lot of very wonderful people in New York go out and, and trap and neuter feral cats um, every spring. And those programs were paused during COVID. And so a lot of uh, feral cats had several cycles of years when they were able to reproduce, where normally these great volunteers would have gotten them and and neutered them. And so then the colonies reduce in size naturally. Um, also, a lot of uh, free spay and neuter programs were paused during COVID because hospitals closed their doors. And so um, a lot of spay and neuter situations uh, weren't happening, not only among feral cats, but among pet cats. And then people's pet cats got pregnant and they dumped the kittens. So again, we're talking about people dumping their cats. Shelters in New York City became so overwhelmed that there was kind of a big news story that a couple of months ago, the New York City open um, shelter, the open admissions shelter actually refused to take cats and dogs for a while because they were so overwhelmed. Um, so this is another thing that people got a lot of pets during COVID that now they've decided they don't want. The economy is, is difficult and people are discovering that keeping a pet can be expensive. And so for all of those reasons, the shelter won't take them, they're dumping them outside. So this again, this is a human created problem. Um, and we need to be more responsible with our pets. That is the answer. Is we do. And also, like you said, vet care went up. It's expensive now. Supplies are limited. So veterinarians are having their own problems. And a lot of people who used to be involved in rescue won't. I mean, I'm thinking more about the spreading disease. Um, I mean, here where I live, we've had rabies cases. I know two people who have had rabies, rabies shots. One guy works at my groomer and he was at a friend's house who'd been feeding a feral cat and the cat all of a sudden attacked him. Turned out the cat had rabies. So he had to go through a series of rabies shots. And from what I understand, they're not just in your stomach anymore. They're actually at the multiple shots are given at the site of the wound. He said it was the most miserable experience that he's ever had in his whole entire life. I don't wish that on anyone. I just think if you... Um, if there are feral cats in your neighborhood, you st as well as rats, I mean, living in Little Italy with a street full of restaurants on Mulberry Street, I did see rats sometimes early in the morning. I walk my dogs early in the morning. I did see rats. I haven't seen any. Maybe I've seen one or two because I live near a creek. But I think you just have to be careful. And that's why it's important to get your dogs spay and neutered. Also, um, if you're on the city streets, pick up after your pet. We don't want to spread diseases. And, you know, hey, if the, if you do see colonies of feral cats, contact local rescues, contact. Uh, and most cities, most major metropolitan cities have uh, veterinarians associated. So this is the time I, I think as the political season kicks up. You know, if you go to any of the political meetings, ask a candidate what he's going to do about feral pets in New York City or any other city in the country. Very, very important. Well, Beth, last question. What's your favorite 
pet story of 2023? Have any? Uh, my favorite pet story of 2023 was the story, the, the study that I referenced about play that when, when owners and cats together initiate play, they find that the bond is most satisfying. What that tells us is that cats really want to interact with us and that when we pay attention to them, they pay attention to us. Great and that point. We great both point. have a more satisfying relationship. I think those are some great points. And I, that's kind of what I took away from that study, too, because so many people say, oh, cats are so independent. They do what they want to do when they do. And that's true to a certain extent. But, um, you know, my relate I've always had great relationships with cats. But I think it's it's like you said, what you put in, if you're willing to spend the time with them, you're also going to see those personalities shine. Right. Absolutely. Well, Beth, thank you so much for helping us take the time to look back on this past year. Before you go, give us your website so people can learn more about you and your practice. So it's bethedelman.wixsite.com backslash cat behavior. Great. So just to remind you, that was our advisory board member, Beth Edelman, discussing some of the top stories and studies of 2023 as they pertain to our friendly, finicky felines. Up next, Dr. Marty Goldstein of Nature's Blend Biologically Balanced Nutrition. He's also an advisory board member and one of the sponsors of the Pet Buzz. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud sponsor of the Pet Buzz. What if you could help turn back the clock and help your dog play like a puppy again, no matter their age? Introducing Dr. Marty Pet's Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine. Dr. Marty is now helping dog parents right at home. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Nature's Blend is designed to support your dog's healthy lifespan with turkey, beef, salmon, duck, seeds, veggies, and fruit, and with zero artificial preservatives. When given the choice between Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in dry dog food, 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I am so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Study available upon request. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. So we yeah. are continuing our special programming today, Charlotte and I are talking with our special guests about 2023. Our next guest is Dr. Marty Goldstein. Dr. Goldstein is known in the pet health world as Dr. Marty, has been a leading integrative veterinarian for more than 45 years, and has helped countless pet parents revitalize their pets, their health with his breakthrough raw diet method and unique approach to pet health care which combines conventional and alternative methods. Dr. Marty, 
Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. I love being here. And we love having you. You know, this has been a crazy year, but, you know, as a, as a veterinarian, Dr. Marty, when you look back at 2023, what news, what happenings come to mind? What what stood out in your mind? This is the year I worked 50 years on. I graduated Cornell Vet School in 1973. And when I turned my own health around and applied to my own animals, I had this vision that health is fairly simple. And someday I was going to share this message, especially with my profession. I didn't think it would take me 50 years, but this year. We actually have on our holistic foundation, the head of the animal division of the FDA, working on the dangers of uh, a lot of the dry kibbles food. And I've infiltrated my alma mater Cornell, and they're about to set up a program and protocol to bring in integrative medicine and do studies on the comparative of different foods. And that's happening this week at the end of 2023. Big year for you. So I guess 2023 was all about everything coming full circle for you, correct? Absolutely. A half a century. A half a century. Wow. <laughs> I'm so young still. Well, The days of Boris Karloff. <laughs> well, although you no longer practice vet med, yeah. uh, you and I have serviced pets and their owners for a very long time. Very. I'm, I'm curious about your impressions about how the low unemployment rate continues to affect veterinarians their ability to find and hire qualified team members, as well as veterinarian burnout and compassion fatigue. How do you think these issues will affect veterinarians, pet practices, pet owners, and just generally speaking, pets in 2024? Yeah, I'm hoping it changes, but you know, if the pet buzzword over the last couple of decades, especially how I was practicing was finding qualified people to work for us, veterinarians with an integrative perspective. And it was, you know, veterinarians, every time we get together at meetings, they were saying, do you know any vets? Do you know any technicians? And it's just been getting increasingly worse and worse and worse. And I'm just hoping, especially with the work I'm doing now, getting the FDA and Cornell University behind, that we get a lot more veterinarians and technicians interested in doing this and getting more jobs so we could just enhance our ability to make animals healthier, you know, because the animal population is increasing and increasing. You know, it's almost 200 million registered dogs and cats in the United States. We need qualified people. I think you've also been in the situation, Dr. Fleck, where people don't necessarily want to work at a practice. They want to do stand-in work. I don't know what the correct term is, right? Oh, now you're talking about the veterinarian. Yeah. 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 Well, I think Doc probably remembers 15 years ago, he didn't even have to request for people to come in and bring in applications. People would walk in the door every day wanting to yep. work at the practice. And then once COVID hit, it all disappeared. One of the things I've seen, unfortunately, as much as I love veterinary medicine and I'm blown away by how technologically advanced we've become. Yes. I've witnessed the incident of cancer in dogs. And in my last book, The Spirit of Animal Healing, I gave a study when I graduated Cornell, it was, it was approximately one out of six to one out of 10 dogs got cancer, always a disease of the old. Now, in the recent study I, I published in my book, one out of every 1.61 dogs in the United States now get cancer, and it's a prominent disease of the young, not to mention the other chronic degenerative illnesses. So as successful as veterinary medicine has become technologically, it's not become successful in healthcare. And that's what I'm trying to do. I've turned around so many thousands of terminally ill animals 
using the power of nutraceuticals and diet. And then when they were alive, five, six years later, running around after they had terminal cancer, I said, imagine if you started with this program before they got cancer. What can we do to get people's mindset to change? They're not listening to me. They're listening to the cases I've documented, the thousands I presented to them over the years on putting animals on biologically appropriate diet and have their conditions not only get better, but some of them, many of them get better in five days. We have to start feeding biologically appropriate food and then add in supplements or nutraceuticals. So 2023 medical advances in research, including your research, has made an impression. And how do you see it helping pets and their owners in the future? What we're going to do is we're finally going to become scientifically appropriate to prove that healthcare of the past really works. You know, I became certified in acupuncture in 1975 and went through 30 years of condemnation. Now 68% of the vet schools support acupuncture. And when all my colleagues that criticize me at continuing education courses come up to me now and say, oh my God, you were so far ahead of your time because I'm now certified. And I go, wait a minute, acupuncture has been here for over 3000 years. I'm not ahead of my time. I'm just 30 years less behind than you. Time to wake up. Supplements, nutraceuticals have been on this planet for years. Let's use the herbal plant that's free of side effects. Uh, let's talk about this mysterious respiratory infection. So hey. additionally, many pet owners in their country have been dealing with this mysterious dog illness. Do you think more respiratory infections are par for the course, par for the future? Yeah, it's going to continue in this direction until we change the direction more away from disease diagnosis and drug to the teaching of proper health care. Okay, <laughs> Dr. Marty, hey, thank you for joining us today. But before you go, give us your website so we can and everybody else can learn more about you and your studies. And books. And books. And food. And food. Yeah, it's drmartypets.com. You know what's great right now? Tell us, Dr. Martin, tell us. When I was working 15 hours a day, seven days a week, I was getting to maybe six or seven animals a day if I was lucky. We are now reaching about 200,000 animals in the United States every month and getting thousands of testimonials of thank you through drmartypets.com. And then my two books, and, ooh, The Nature of Animal Healing, I wrote in 1999, bookauthority.com four months ago, uh, listed it as the number one best-selling veterinary medicine book of all time. Great. And it's still selling 25 years later, The Spirit of Animal Healing, and everyone needs to see the documentary, The Dog Doc. It's fantastic. I mean, just to see how many pets and the transformation that clients make when working with you. Yes. <laughs> and that's and that's actually the best. I mean, that's the, not only, I shouldn't say that, because it also includes veterinarians who came on board working with yes. and see how they transcend. I mean, how they just transcended their mentality just changed. And even in the documentary, which you haven't seen, you should definitely watch it. Are you going to watch it? <laughs> how people were hesitant to come on board. And then when they see, saw all of this miracle work that Dr. Marty was doing, I mean, yeah, my only advantage is that I'm not a chiropractor teaching, trying to talk to a whole bunch of of, of MDs. I was number two in my class at Cornell Vet School. I know medicine backwards and forwards, and we have to adjunct it. We have to 
be complementary and bring in best of both worlds. This is not saying bad conventional medicine and do all this holistic junk. This is saying expand your, your toolbox so you do both integrative medicine. Well, it's changes in 2024 for not yep. only pets and owners, but hopefully veterinarians so that we can produce healthier pets everywhere. Well, just to remind you, that was Dr. Marty Goldstein discussing issues that affected veterinarians in 2023, as well as medical advances that can help pets in the future. Up next, Dr. Fleck and I will discuss more news, more issues that have affected pets, their owners, as well as affected us in 2023. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban, suburban, and, and country. country. Well, you know, Dr. Fleck, I thought we would end our show by talking about some of our favorite news stories from 2023. What do you think? Good idea. So um, it's funny because there are so many great stories, but... Um, I thought we would start out with my favorite Super Bowl commercial, which got so much play. Do you remember the Farmer's Dog Super Bowl commercial where it tracked a young girl who got a dog all the way into her motherhood and the dog was still with her during that time? And that ad is still viewed weekly. I see it every week. I know. It's a great ad. And it really captures the animal human bond absolutely you know just how a dog also is a measuring line throughout your life from when she was not even an adolescent but a young girl with this labrador and you know lying in bed with her and when she was pregnant and you know as a mother and i think that was fantastic it really um it you know it's funny it reminded me of a celebrity client i had betty buckley um you know she was uh an eight is enough she was the mother and um and then she was on Broadway and uh, Sunset Boulevard and the stage. And uh, her dog was like a measuring line in her life for all the accomplishments and things that um, that she had gone through. But I think that's a great commercial. I think that really represents the animal human bond better than most things I've seen. What do you think? One of the best, period. So, you know, everyone now is wrapping up the end of the year 2023 and they're all talking politics on the news stations. And I thought, who couldn't forget the former congressman before he was, I guess you could say, kicked out of Congress or voted out of Congress? Remember, he allegedly ripped off the veterinary vet, uh, veteran by starting a GoFundMe page because that particular veteran had a sick dog. So they raised a bunch of money and then allegedly Santos uh, ran off with it. That's the part that got my attention. It really did. And it, it kind of, um, I think, in some ways made me a little weary of all these GoFundMe pages. A lot of people use GoFundMe when they have issues and when they have pet care issues. And even they use GoFundMe for weddings. But it was uh, it's really sad that he did something like if he did something like that to a veteran who really relied on his dog for peace of mind and stability in his life. Yep. Just a very bad situation. But it also goes to the fact that healthcare is so expensive too. 
Yeah. Because, you know, the veteran needed to raise money through a GoFundMe page. Yep. So I don't know how else to respond to that. Healthcare is expensive. Sure. For people and for pets. But I thought that was, you know, in a time when we want veterans to have dogs and the government promised that they would start delivering by paying for some of these dogs. Veterans are still having these issues. I hope that when that legislation does in fact come through, that there'll be plans so that some of these veterans can get medical care for their dog. Um, And then who could forget Bobby? Bobby was that Portuguese dog. Do you remember him? He turned 31. Yeah. Originally, the family that um, had Bobby had his mother. And at the time, they had children and a farm and they couldn't afford the dogs. And um, one of the things that was so interesting, interesting culturally was that um, I guess the people who own Bobby, what they would do is they would bury the puppies if they couldn't afford to keep them and they couldn't sell them, they would bury them. So um, the little girl and little boy hid Bobby in a shed so he would be saved and they would only do it up until the puppies were six weeks old. But by the time they it was brought to light that Bobby survived, they wouldn't, you know, bury him alive, which I thought was a horrible practice. But, you know, maybe that was the cultural practice of of the day. But Bobby turned 31 Unbelievable, right? Totally. He turned 31. He died a few months later. Yeah. Turned 31, I think, in July, and then he died. He was dead by the end of August, the beginning of September. In human numbers, how many people turn 100 and then all of a sudden they sometimes succumb? I don't know if you ever saw this, uh, Dr. Fleck, but on TikTok, uh, a service, uh, a pet care service, showed how they go and pick up their dogs that come for doggy daycare and boarding. They have a school bus where they put all the dogs in and strapped them in harnesses and they each have a partner and they all get on the school bus and they go to the daycare center every day. And that was uh, probably some of the highest grossing TikTok views uh, this past year. Can you imagine your golden retriever sitting next to his buddy made a schnauzer and the whole bus was filled up and people who use that service say it's great and the dogs love to get on the bus. Right. Unkind. Unbelievable. Right. Yep. I wouldn't have expected that there would have been harmony. The other story that I thought um, was very interesting um, and it had a lot to do with American Chinese relations is that um, as of right now, Atlanta is the last zoo that has pandas. I thought they just lost them. No, Um one of the Midwestern states had pandas and they Cleveland. just left Cleveland. Yes. Cleveland just lost their pandas. Um, and no, actually the Smithsonian, what it's not Cleveland, it's Washington, Washington, Washington right. at the Smithsonian just lost their pandas and they were hoping they would work out a new arrangement. But at present, the only zoo that has panda bears, panda bears are, um, the whole agreement with the pandas was institute instituted by president Nixon. Uh, as he was opening up China to the world and in his agreements with China. And um, they were for, I think, 10 years, a panda, something like that. They had a set time and then they would replace it with another panda. And then not so long ago, there was one panda at the Smithsonian that had really bad allergies. He pretty much lost his hair. There was lots of pictures of that panda. People were thinking that the U.S. was mistreating pandas. But and they thought this was that prompted this um 
exodus of pandas, but not really. The That's been happening for the last few years. And right now, Atlanta is the last zoo that has pandas. Hmm. It's sad because people enjoy pandas. Well, they'll come back again. We hope so. We hope so. Also, there was another story I thought was really interesting. Something that I know that would make you shiver, or should I say sliver? Um, there was a story about a snake who crawl. I know I see your face right now who crawled up under a pilot's shirt. It was a deadly South American cobra. And somehow, and if you get bitten by the snake, you have like an hour to live. Somehow he remained calm. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. And he managed to land the flight and uh, get medical attention. How did that snake get on the plane? Who knows? I mean, did someone carry it in? Did what happen? Um, another story I thought was kind of really fun took place at the Denver International Airport where they have a lot because Denver is such a big airport. They have a huge pet program and their therapy dog program has really been talked about from around the world, um, how they even have therapy cats. Yeah, it's been a great year, I think, this year. But I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to 2024, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So much more to look forward to. So many more stations. We're going to be back in 2024, bringing you great uh, pet news and pet and medical harmony in the United States and the world. I think that's a great New Year's resolution. More Very harmony. Good. Very good. But ever, but you know what? And taking that into consideration, everyone can do their part. They can be kind to a neighbor. They could push a wagon back into the store instead of leaving it in a parking lot, not in the place where the wagons go. You can be uh, we can be a kinder, general, gentler country. Small again. little activity, small little things that you do for somebody, somebody else is so rewarding. The animal human bond is strong, mm -hmm. whether it's with your dog or whether mm -hmm. it's with a dog lover um, who you come in contact with. So let's end our show. On that note, we wish you the best in 2024. We're going to be back in 2024. We wish you health, happiness, and much prosperity. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this year in review special programming. Before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking about starting off the year on the right paw for a bright, prosperous, and healthy new year for not only our pets, but for ourselves, Dr. Fleck, will you thank our guests? I sure will. Special thanks to our guests, Mark Cushing, Beth Edelman, and Dr. Marty Goldstein. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And Dr. Marty Goldstein's Nature's Blend, biologically balanced nutrition. We look forward to working with all of our sponsors in 2024. You know, we are always here for you, right, Dr. Fleck? We are always here for you. And if you have any questions, just write us at teamatthepetbuzz.com and we will cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the link podcast on Monday morning. But most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. 
The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. You'd never knowingly feed your dog sawdust, but it's one of the most common fillers found in dog food today. Even the ones labeled healthy can contain powdered cellulose, otherwise known as wood pulp. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet. That's why I developed Nature's Blend. She developed an aggressive cancer. She was put on pain meds just to help cope. She was limping through life and got very, very dopey from the pain medication. Nature's Blend is made in North America and is pantry safe. Not only did it pique her interest in wanting to eat again, but it started to give her some energy. After she eats, she gets very playful, has a lot of puppy moments, and she'll be 14 this summer. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I guarantee it with a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional tax. Tax top to opt out.